Welcome to Environmental Limitations. Comprehensive Environmental Response, Compensation and Liability Act of 1980. The acronym to remember is CERCLA. It's commonly referred to as the Superfund Act. It was designed to clean up sites contaminated with hazardous substances and to create liability for those who contaminate properties. This law allows the Environmental Protection Agency to identify who is responsible for contamination of sites and forces them to clean up the sites. In cases where the responsible party can't be found, the EPA can use a special trust fund to clean up the site. A Superfund site assessment can be used to confirm or evaluate property contamination. Liability under CERCLA runs with possession or ownership of the land. Therefore, property owners or tenants in possession of the land when the contamination is discovered may still be liable. The term to know is retroactive liability. The Superfund Amendments and Reauthorization Act provides protection against this liability in certain circumstances. Through the innocent landowner status, the landowner who did not contaminate the property avoids liability. An environmental assessment will be done typically before purchase to determine if the owner needs to seek immunity protections under the Superfund Amendments and Reauthorization Act. CERCLA also created the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry, also known as ATSDR. ATSDR. The next environmental term to know is LUST, Leaking Underground Storage Tank Program. LUST regulates underground fuel tank installation, maintenance, spill prevention, and monitoring. It is enforced and administered by the EPA. Certain tanks are exempt from these regulations, including tanks under 110 gallons, tanks used for heating oil, and motor fuel tanks less than 1,100 gallons on residential and farm properties. The next environmental act to know is Massachusetts Oil and Hazardous Material Release Prevention and Response Act, which is Chapter 21E. This act authorizes the Department of Environmental Protection to take response actions when there is reason to believe that oil or hazardous material has been released. This act establishes strict liability for releases or threats of release. It requires the certification of oil tanks to ensure that they are not leaking or contaminating property. The act also creates an office of brownfield revitalization within the governor's office and allows for the certification of land as uncontaminated, a 21E certification. The next important act is the Clean Water Act of 1972. It regulates pollution of navigable waters. Its goal is to eliminate the release of high amounts of toxic substances into water, eliminate water pollution, and ensuring that surface waters meet all standards necessary for human sports and recreation. 
It can limit or prohibit the filling of wetlands and other property development near navigable waters, and especially in cases where the filling would substantially degrade water quality. The next environmental term to know is the National Flood Insurance Program. Established in 1968 by Congress as part of the National Flood Insurance Act and is administered by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, also known as FEMA. The National Flood Insurance Program requires property owners in high-risk flood zones to purchase flood insurance. If their community participates in the program or if they have a federally backed mortgage. The next environmental limitation is the Massachusetts Wetlands Protection Act. This state law is enforced by the Department of Environmental Protection and the local conservation commissions. Wetlands are areas that are either permanently or seasonally wet where the soil and plant community have adapted to the moisture. For example, riverbanks or marshes. Wetlands are designated by Massachusetts Department of Environmental Protection. Not all wet areas are wetlands. The Massachusetts Wetlands Protection Act requires a buffer zone of 100, 100 feet from any wetlands. A buffer zone is an area where you cannot build anything. This act was actually amended in 1996 by the Massachusetts Rivers Protection Act to protect any riverfront areas that were not already designated as wetlands. In order to build near a riverfront area, developers must show their proposed project will not impact the riverfront area and obtain permission from the area's local conservation commission in order to build. The next environmental limitation is the Coastal Zone Management Act. This is a federal law designed to protect coastal zones from any harmful effects of real estate development. It limits or eliminates development in coastal zones. The next environmental limitation is the Endangered Species Act of 1973. The ESA was signed into law by President Richard Nixon on December 28, 1973. This act provides a program for the conservation of threatened and endangered plants, animals, and habitats in which they are found. It may limit property use and development if the presence of an endangered species is discovered on a piece of property. The next environmental limitation is the Hazardous Material Transportation Act of 1975. The HMTA regulates the removal, labeling, and transport of hazardous materials. It is enforced by the Department of Transportation. The next environmental term you should be familiar with is LEED certification, L-E-E-D. Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design is an internationally recognized green building certification system providing third-party verification that a building or community was designed and built using strategies aimed at improving performance across all metrics that matter most. Under LEED, 
Buildings are rated from 0 to 100 points, distributed across five major credit categories. Water efficiency, sustainable sites, energy and atmosphere, indoor environmental quality, and materials and resources. Plus an additional six points for innovation and design, and additional four points for regional priority. Buildings can qualify for four different levels of certification. Certified silver, gold, or platinum. This rating system was developed by the U.S. Green Building Council in 1998 and is intended to help building owners find and implement ways to be environmentally responsible and resource efficient. You're now familiar with environmental limitations. Let's go over environmental vocabulary that will appear on the exam. Accretion, an increase of property by the gradual natural action of wind or water. Alluvian, the action of the sea or river in forming new land by deposition or by the recession of water. Alluvium, a deposit of clay, silt, sand, and gravel left by flowing streams in a river valley or delta, typically producing fertile soil. Avulsion, the sudden separation of land from one property and its attachment to another, especially by flooding, a storm, or a change in the course of a river. Erosion, the process by which the surface of the earth is gradually worn away by natural actions. Reliction, the gradual recession of water leaving land permanently uncovered, also can be defined as a sudden decrease in the water table. That is all for environmental limitations. This is your step-by-step -step real estate exam prep.